Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Have you developed a trauma bond with a narcissist? If you don't know what that is, I've got some videos on that about YouTube, like almost like the idea of like Stockholm syndrome, where you're addicted to that other person, where you're like you're that person you want to be with, but you don't want to be with, and there's all this back and forth. Okay, but a lot of times people want to take it a step further and ask deeper questions on not just if you're with a trauma bond, but does the narcissist actually know? that they're making a trauma bond? Do they actually know that they're constructing or fabricating this whole aspect to latch onto you, to keep you in the relationship, to trauma bond you to themselves? And a lot of times people ask this question because they want to know, like they want to know how intentional is it? And the intentionality piece is huge with a lot of people. Like, wait a second, were they intentionally trying to destroy me? Were they intentionally trying to break this up? Were they intentionally trying to latch me into this relationship? Well, we're going to dive into a couple of different things and what is actually going on behind the surface in this video today. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all the different platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. If you don't follow us, look us up under Raw Motivations, or you can listen on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, anything out there. If you want to listen to the wife's perspective, how it works being with a narcissist, how it works like in our past relationships with like everything that we've gone through and ups and downs, the pitfalls, the good, the bad, all that kind of stuff. If you want to hear some of that, would love to be able to interact with you on our podcast that we actually are co-hosting together. And that's Trauma, Drama, and Life. So feel free to check that out under Apple Podcasts, Trauma, Drama, and Life. Myself and my wife, Kayla Taylor, we're talking through some of the stuff that we deal with on a day-to-day basis and some of our journey. Would love to interact with you there. Feel free to send in some questions, DM us, anything like that. If you want to talk with me one-on-one, would love to help you and would love to coach you through the process of breaking free from a narcissist. The trauma bond is real and it's really hard for a lot of people to break through because they have in their mind, I know logically I don't want this person, but I still want this person. I still want to interact. I still want to be with them. I still want to see them, kiss them, hug them, hold them, whatever. And they're like, I don't understand why. Why do I feel this pull? Well, I work with people on a day-to-day basis to help them rewire their mindset to actually get away from that person, break the trauma bond, and not go back. That's the goal of building those healthy boundaries and moving forward. Last off, if you haven't had a chance to be able to check out the, the app that we have, there's just Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, community of like-minded people to help people heal, grow, and change with weekly lives, with monthly coaching, where you can track your no contact, where you can journal, like all those things that are inside there with courses and exercises and more things coming. Uh, all those things are there under narcapp.com. So feel free to check it out, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com. Would love to interact with you. Would love to have you join. That way you can actually see that community and have people around you that know what you've been through and can help support you on your healing journey. 
Well, when we're talking about trauma bonds, the biggest question that comes up when we're looking at the narcissist side of like, do they know that they're actually making a trauma bond? Do they know that it's actually happening? Well, I think first off, I want to set up the idea that the narcissist knows that they're making a bond. Now, whether they know it's a trauma bond, that's the that's the difference there. Narcissist views a lot of times making a bond as being a connection, being a connection with another person. So for a narcissist, they're not really looking and seeing it being as trauma. They're not really looking at being a negative thing. I never thought anytime I was developing a trauma bond with another person that I was looking at it being like, hey, let me make this negative thing. It was like, no, let me build a connection with the person and keep them in my life because I didn't want to lose them. So a lot of times when a narcissist is looking at creating a bond, they're thinking of connection. But the problem is the manipulation piece turns it up even more that that connection doesn't matter how it's made. It just matters that there's a connection with someone oftentimes using any means necessary. So say, for instance, music, movies, dislikes, likes, things like that, that a lot of times a narcissist won't like before and won't like after, but all of a sudden will magically love that artist or that movie or something that you like. They'll magically like that just for you. But in reality, they don't. Now, some people get confused on this. They're like, but wait a second. But what if they found something they liked? Okay, we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is even people that we've known that do not like something, that have badmouthed it, and then all of a sudden change it and, and morph it as to be part of their mask for manipulation, for grooming that other person. And then if that person leaves, they go and they like something completely different and say, oh, I didn't like that. Okay, so there's a difference here than someone just being like, oh, this is new. I like this. Narcissists, a lot of times will come in and be like, oh, you like that? I love that too. And then they go out and listen or watch to it because they don't even know anything about what they're talking about. They're just using it to be able to build a mask. It's a way to build a connection really fast. When you find someone that likes something that you like, you're like, oh my gosh, so we have so much in common. When in reality, you might not have anything in common. They just made it up. Narcissists also create a bond using your insecurities and your vulnerabilities. Sometimes they'll do it on the aspect of wanting to mirror you and look the same. Like, I struggle with that too. That's something that I need to work on too. Like, that's something that's going on in my life too. Sometimes they'll do it with vulnerabilities. They're showing you things in the past that made them look and feel and seem like they were actually being vulnerable. But in reality, it was just a manipulation to make you think that they had sympathy and empathy. Another thing that they do in the grooming aspect is the idea that they've never felt this way before, where they use a bunch of lies to say, oh my gosh, we're perfect together. We're soulmates. Like we've never been this close before with, I've never been this way with anybody. This must be the perfect person. This must be the one. So when we're talking about like grooming, like it sounds bad, right? Like grooming is not a good concept. It's not something that, you know, is good for a person to do. Of Let me groom you to be a certain way. Let me make you subservient to me. Let me groom you so that you're stuck in this relationship in a toxic way. So as a narcissist, you're not really thinking of the concept of grooming or developing someone to be the way you want them to be. It sounds different a lot of times in your head. Now, it sounds different a lot of times in thinking like, how am I going to interact with this person? Let me groom them. Narcissist isn't thinking that. Typically, it's like, maybe this will be the perfect person. Maybe this person will actually know how to work with me. Maybe this person can actually be the person that I want them to be. But at the same time, they're trying to build that person and make them. So grooming for a narcissist has to be disguised. 
then and a lot of times I've said like a first person that a narcissist gaslights is themselves. They have to be able to say, hey, it is not me and it's not my fault. So as a result, I have to put everything else away from the idea that it's actually my fault. Narcissists will gaslight themselves into being like, okay, uh, it's not grooming. You know, they're not actually like consciously thinking this. I'm trying to break it down. It's not actual grooming. It has to be something else. Maybe it looks like love. Maybe it looks like a connection. And so the idea there is let me go ahead and do anything I need to, to build a connection, to build an aspect so that I can get this person and keep this person because that's what love looks like. There's different aspects. So like for me, there's a different aspect with love of love a lot of times being control. And a lot of that ruined a lot of the relationships that I was in because I viewed love being control. If I'm controlling, if I'm protecting, if I'm controlling what you do, where you say, where you go, the people you hang out with, then that is love. That is what love meant. And so a lot of times I put it through that filter and I wasn't putting it in being like, let me groom this person or let me trauma bond them. But, oh, this is what love looks like. So I need to have this. I need to make sure that I connect with this person in this way. Narcissists also want to be able to have a trauma bond to lock people in. Again, they're not going through life thinking like, let me trauma bond this person. They're just thinking, let me not be alone. So as a result, I'll do anything I can to not be alone or to make sure I've got someone else lined up. So if I am alone, I'm not alone because I can get someone else. A lot of times a narcissist will latch onto someone in order to not be rejected. Maybe they want to spend 24-7 together. That way, that person doesn't leave. That person doesn't reject them of what's actually going on because they're madly in love. And then the narcissist starts to pull away because they're latching onto someone else. Sometimes the narcissist will keep a person just to make sure they don't feel the shame. We see this all the times in marriages when people are trying to get a divorce and the, the survivor is trying to get away from the narcissist and trying to get a divorce and the narcissist doesn't want to get a divorce because it reveals the shame in their own life. So a lot of times they'll do anything they can, and even like the trauma bond aspect, the grooming aspect, the manipulation, they'll do anything they can to keep that person in their life so they don't have to deal with shame. A lot of times you also have a narcissist that's building a false connection. Okay, and, and with this, it's the idea of like, let me get connected so that either I feel better by myself, I can bring them down to my level, or I appear more human to everybody else out there. The problem is, it's not based on truth. And the trauma bond is not based on truth of what's actually happening. There's no truth underneath the issues and the situations that's actually going on in the narcissistic front. So as a result, there's no way to create a good, healthy bond. As a result, it becomes a trauma bond. As a result, you also are not sure who you fell in love with, who's actually there, what's actually going on. You see, a lot of times narcissists, when they go through the motions, when they're going through the aspects of building a trauma bond, they'll end up doing that to lock people in, to groom them to be the perfect partner, and to create a bond and a connection so that they don't have to deal with the fact of being alone. A lot of it comes back to the whole focus of it being on the narcissist and nobody else. So thinking through the idea of like, do they know they're creating a trauma bond? There's a huge aspect that no, because they don't view it as a trauma bond. They view it as a way to be able to lock in supply and make sure that this person doesn't leave them and doesn't shame them in the process. I guess another way that I would say it was they know they're building something in order to not lose people, gain supply, and control another person. But they're not going to view it or think of it in the aspect of building a trauma bond or anything negative in that light, because in that result, it would put them as being the bad person and would reveal a lot more shame in their life than what they actually want to deal with.